For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. What is happening, Toronto Blue Jays fans? I am Craig Borden, your host of the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. As with me this evening, my co-host, Jason Lyons, who's a little fuzzy with his internet connection at the moment, but he's still looking good. <laughs> is it going or not? Am I good? It's going. You're good. Yeah, you're okay, good. good. It's just like I said, it's a little blocky, but you're still here. The audio is uh, always I important. I, I've noticed as of late, uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, it, it seems like the internet connection around here is just not doing as swell as it normally does so maybe it's rogers and all the uh all the upgrades they've done at the stadium they've had to make cuts on their fiber optic but uh you know can we can, can we start off by talking about the 49ers for a minute like just one minute if you want to gush about the, the 49ers people. i just hope right now i'm a 49ers fan for you and my buddy brennan panikar because i don't want the chiefs to win on any level that's all i'm gonna say no no <laughs> No, I don't. So, and I mean, it's, you know, I, I do appreciate this, though. For everybody who's given, you know, all of this Taylor Swift thing, a bunch of, you know, I will say this. They say that that, that the potential is that it could up the game by, you know, by 200 to 400,000 potential viewers. Um, whether you want them or not, it's good for the game. It's good for all sports. The big thing, especially, is if you get other sports figures there. Like, I mean, having Hunter Pence and Brandon Crawford at the Niners game and being highlighted, had you never known who they were, then they're like, oh, who are they? And then you look. So, you know, all eyes are good eyes, I feel like. Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, the Chiefs are proving that they're a much better team than we thought they were going to be. Um I'm just waiting for the full complement of the Niners to come in. And when they do, they should steamroll. But, you know, I'm going to, as I did very tenderly on Sunday, I'm just going to nicely sit there quietly, trying not to explode. And, um, you know, bang, bang. Bang. So as far as other bang, bang, it's been quiet on the Toronto Blue Jays front for how many weeks now, Jason? I feel like we've been really spinning our wheels. Yeah, too many. What could happen? What if? Hurry up and throw up bold yeah. spring training predictions this early, <laughs> right? <laughs> so all of a sudden in the last 24 hours, there's actually some Blue Jays things that are in Blue Jays culture and obviously with this team that we actually get to talk about. And the first one was, I, yeah. I'm, I cannot say I was floored anymore by this one other than the fact that I didn't see it coming more than anything. And this is the fact that I know I told you before the show, but I'm just going to play dumb here. So be, join me. <laughs> Did you happen to see who is on the cover of MLB The Show this year? 
I, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things, as soon as you mentioned it to me, and you didn't tell me, um, I, I automatically brought up, is it a good thing or a bad thing based on the, the you know, the Madden curse, because it hasn't really happened in hockey, whoever's been on the, uh, whoever's been on the, um, uh, the hockey cover has actually done quite well. Um, and their teams have too. So uh, I do what do you want to drum roll? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could guess. Yeah. I assume it's a J. Well, yeah. So, but there's the other catch on the whole thing. If you were going to pick a baseball player right now, that could have been on MLB, the show, I wouldn't have guessed it, this at all. I would have assumed it's somebody no. like Julio Rodriguez, Shohei Otani again, <laughs> whoever, right? But um, I'm like Ronald I said, Acuna. I'm kind of shocked, and I'm that's not going to play dumb anymore. Here it is. You have Vlad Jr. on the MLB The Show 24 cover, and this isn't just a Canada cover like we've gotten over the last few years. It is 100% the everyday cover for Major League Baseball awesome. The Show this it's, year. It's, it's good for Vladdy. I mean – I think we touched on it last week. I mean, we're talking about a guy who they're talking about being potentially the fourth or fifth best hitter in the league this year. And I mean, if that is the case, then, you know, then he, then it, this kind of thing stands up. I mean, he did run when they started last year and, um, mm -hmm. you know, he is potentially a really violent hitter. Um, you know, I feel like some guys figured him out this year, but, all, what all good hitters do is if they come back with with success, which most guys who can hit do, um, they've then started to figure out what that patterning is for those pitchers. And they're starting to see, you know, OK, if I'm striking out on change ups or I'm striking out on on balls that are spinning out of the zone, which seems to be his pro biggest problem right now is I'm just going to work on that. Like I, I'm solely going to work on hitting the ones that are in the zone out of the park and the ones that are tumbling hitting him hard the other way or hard, uh, you know, over the second baseman's head and into a gap or just short uh, and not trying to get to second base when I do that, but taking yeah. my singles and, um, and, you know, racking up a pretty good um, batting average this year. So, yeah, congratulations, Vladdy. To that point, I maybe it's some extra confidence going into the year, you know. I know it's silly, but at the end of the day, that's what it is, right? You're getting some kind of level of recognition, and I'm hoping that this at least contraries the fact that he is going for an arbitration hearing in the next day or so here, and we have no idea where that conversation is going to go with the team saying his flaws and why he should only make this much money versus him saying, I'm this good, and I should make this money. Yeah. I know yeah. this is a different thing, but it's That's, helpful in a certain fashion for sure for sure i mean oh. you know the where 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 vladi goes this year i feel like the jays go a lot um you know yes. he is a major cog in this in this wheel um you know i've read a lot this week on people griping about the jays not doing anything the jays not you know not going out not getting into the market and then i was interested some of our buddies like eric um Trudeau and a few others were asking, well, they didn't get worse, right? Like, I mean, they haven't, they haven't lost major pieces to make them, to make them worse. So, I mean, if you're, if you, and now they're talking about the potential of Chapman being a discussion piece, um, you know, then they're kind of the same. And if they are kind of the same and they add a few more bats, which I'm going to, I'll just lead you down that primrose path. Um, but you know, maybe if they made it to the, you know, the the wild card this year, maybe it's the, you know, second round of the playoffs this year. It's the ALDS this year, or maybe it's the World Series this year. It's all stepping stones moving Man, forward, be the regardless <laughs> if they make a huge splash. Yeah, you know, like yeah. 
nobody that they're fighting against right now has done any major, you know, anything major. Like it seems to me like the teams that are making major moves are in the national league and they're all in California. Nobody else seems to be doing anything. I mean, uh, yeah, Dodgers and, and Giants, right? Like, I mean, they're the only two teams yep. that seem to be making any significant moves. Um, the Yankees are trying to do something. I'm not 100% sure. Now, I did hear a ridiculous splash. rumor. What's that? And that's They made the Juan Soto splash, and then it really... Yeah, Juan Soto. Yeah. And he could flame out very be- easily. Like, Yeah, he's the kind of guy that, that New York may not, not, may not agree with. Um, I feel like Juan needs the laid back lifestyle. He needs the, you know, he needs to be able to walk to the ballpark without, you know, reporters hurling insults at him. And when he goes on an 0 and 15 or 0 and 16, you know, that, that right field in, in the Bronx or left field can be pretty rough, right? Like, I mean, they're not going to be nice to him once he starts crap in the bed, excuse my French, but, um, you know, I think it is what it is. And, 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 you know, Juan's going to have, if one has even a mediocre year, they're going to eat him alive. And so that's the juxtaposition of going to a place like New York. Whereas if Shohei has an okay year, the, the city of LA won't turn on him. Um, I still think their their expectation is two years down the road when he pitches and hits. Um, so, I mean, and then we can, we can talk about our, uh, the Jays big move. Want to show one silly, silly thing first before we go on to that because that was a big move. I think that it's going to be an unsung for the Blue Jays season. Love silly stuff. So, Vladdy on the cover is just one more feature that now him and his dad get to share because his dad was the MLB cover athlete for MLB The Show 2006. Hmm. So fantastic. Very cool. I thought that's another weird thing. That's the first father-son duo, let alone, obviously, more Vlad and Junior Senior. Um, but I just think that's funny because that was the, just to put this in perspective, that was PlayStation 2. It was the first ever nice Major League Baseball game to have online play. <laughs> so I'm just reading it. some of this stuff that came up when I Googled it and, uh, you know, them having the article to go with the fact that he did there is a very cool documentary with him and his dad on there. I wish I got to watch more of it, but I was only able to watch the f- first five minutes of 35 minutes of them talking about how he got the athlete and about, you know, all that kind of stuff about making the cover. So it was really cool to see with the two of them. I'd highly recommend, you know, diving further into it. So, so do you want to lead with That's giving awesome. us the rest of the new news? Well, hold on. I was going to say one thing in between. So we were just talking about Vladdy and his dad, and I just want to pivot quickly back to something that you don't see very often, and it happens to have my 49ers involved with it. So I don't know if you know this or not, but if Christian Christian McCaffrey and Shanahan have the opportunity to do what their fathers did a number of years ago. So Christian McCaffrey's dad, when he played for the Broncos, and Mike Shanahan's dad, when he coached the Broncos, won the Super Bowl together. So yep. this would be one of, I think it would be the first son-son team to win the Super Bowl if they do it, which would be pretty cool. Anyways, I digress. Um, Thank so you. <laughs> uh, the big news, and yeah, there you go. The big news is, I mean, everybody's probably seen it by now, is now we lead the league in red beards. Um, 
You know, Justin yeah. Turner has joined the fold of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he'll, he'll lead in back in back level pine tar. Like, I don't know how he gets it on there. So, so perfect. And hilariously, we were at Dodger stadium a number of years ago and they actually sell Turner jerseys with the, the mark on the, on the back where he puts his bat. Um, it's hilarious. Anyways. So, you know, a lot of people, I, again, I don't, I don't, buy into what people say on Twitter or online or anything. Like there's a few people I really listen to Jay's journal and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be okay with sports, Sportsnet every now and again. But I think the, the big thing for this, the narrative is, is that, you know, Jay's fans don't think that they went out and got Justin Turner to be any kind of savior. They got Justin Turner basically to replace Brandon belt. Uh, Turner played a bunch of first base last year where he actually was quite good. Um, he doesn't quite, have the reactions or the cannon anymore to play third but i mean in a pinch you know if you were getting pumped or you were pumping another team and you just wanted to keep his bat in the lineup you could easily have him play third base he's got the skill to do it fine no worries so he's blacking up he's backing up vladi at one which kind of hurts because i think that takes away the opportunity for them to pick up Votto, which kind of stinks but you know I, I, I almost yeah, I almost would rather have JT at this point. Um, JT is has been a great hitter for a long time, and he may not be putting up those massive, you know, massive numbers anymore. But I mean, last year he hit 276 with 23 homers, 86, uh, sorry, 96 RBIs. Like he even he even stole four bases. Like like. Brandon Belt is not clarify, Brandon Belt, not Votto. Yeah, Justin Turner, not yeah, not Votto. Sorry, um, but yeah, I mean Justin Turner for a guy his age can still ball, and you know, I, I think that like you said, this is a sneaky I'll good start deal. Two years that, ago, I know that, that I think you're right. This is a sneaky good deal that that you know during the season this year in the dog days, which I like to say, um, Justin Turner will be an asset. Um, yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah, and actually, he and like you said, he he actually DH the most for the Red Sox last year. Ninety eight games at DH, he did seven at third base. He had ten at second. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, and then forty one at first. The yeah, he previous has... years to that to the Dodgers, he never played first base. No, never. He no did play a little bit of second. So you go back to 2016, and it was one game in 2016. But he in last year, the Red Sox didn't need him to play third base. They needed him to play, you know, like you said, first, really, at the end of the day in DH. Um, yeah. But there is enough there that spells insurance policy for where we were talking a few moments before the show started that you don't pay Matt Chapman. You don't have full confidence in Aralvis Martinez or Addison Barger. There is a very nice safety net here that at a minimum, you're getting a bat that could hit 30 home runs. Yeah. And, so and if he, he plays some third base you know, in 40, a, 60 games, who cares? <laughs> he, he's played well when he's played um, at Rogers. Um, you know, he's hit well at Rogers. It seems to be a building that he likes to play in, um, which is, I feel like is starting to be something that they do certainly take into account. You know, like that's the Kevin Kiermeyer theory. He always played well there and he has continued to play well there. Um, you know, I, I think with this, with this signing, I mean, certainly, you know, there's only a 
few bats left that are out there. Um, but I do find it interesting, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but I guess the the American League East is now feeling a lot of pressure to start making some moves. So there's all this talk about like the Red Sox and the Yankees and um, not Tampa, but uh, you know other teams considering throwing, as we like to say, backing a truck of money or a brick of money at Blake Snell. Um, you know the Yankees apparently have made an offer which he has turned down, um, and it's a big yeah. one. So I mean he's. I think he's willing to go there, but it is going to cost them a really a ridiculous amount of money to get him. And, you know, as, so it should, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. some of these guys, he's, who, he's a Cy Young winner. He's a it's stud. Like, I don't know why we, I don't know why we, we, you know, have ever, I think we both have been in agreement on the fact that Blake Snell is a stud. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I thought right after, we ended our cast last week there was like three moves like right away like i can't remember what they were they were all sort of no namey middle of the middle of the road but i was like oh here we go that's the linchpin we're gonna see a whole bunch of nothing so like it's the one that would actually turn was polanco from the twins getting traded that was the one that i was surprised that blue jays might not have been yep so yeah and the it was a very because this the Mariners gave up a lot. Like, I mean, he's a he's okay. He's he's a good baseball player. Um, Not that good. Five guys, wasn't it? It was like, like four. Yeah, I guys think. that have played up. Yeah, like that seems and then, like, like I'd say three throw-ins at that point. Yes, prospects yeah. only, right? Yeah. So, so I don't know. I I don't think he moves the needle. Um, for them too too much i mean what does he play third short second third and short it's um i mean what do you gonna do honestly for suarez right yeah i guess so i would think he plays a third in mariners yeah yeah Yeah. um regardless i don't know thing we look at justin turner and right now just to throw this out here the blue jays just paid 13 million for one season his projections, according to baseball reference right now, are very eerily similar to last year, and they were even admitting they're being very conservative. They said there's only an 80% reliance on these numbers, which is saying that they're not – they're assuming he's going to regress. That's why they put these numbers up, right? So still, batting 266, plays in um, – I lost how many games? Either way, 500 – 560 play appearances got to be 130, 140 games. Um, 28 doubles, 19 home runs, 81 RBIs. That's sorely needed in what we did last season, Jason. And then the other number that I've heard nobody, nobody talking about this whole thing is how well Justin Turner performs in the clutch and in the postseason. And those are two things the Blue Jays need. His his postseason uh, um, numbers are jackassery. Um, they're like him and Max Muncie are two of the the greatest playoff performers I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, they're up there with with some of the greatest who have ever played. And you know, for anybody's wondering, just and, you know, this. and I'm sure that this 86 is eighty six games in the postseason he's played. Yeah, eighty six postseason game. Yeah, I know. It's and and, and he's, he's been he was dominant like whenever the Dodgers needed a hit he got it whenever they needed a play he made it and you know it's uh you know it's one of those things where where he 
and it's interesting because you know one of the comparisons I saw today, and and one of the sort of people that were angry about this was somebody comparing him to to Brandon Belt, and why would we pay so much for him? Well, Brandon Belt um, had 19 homers, hit 254. I mean, you're you're looking at an upgrade from Belt, and he's a little younger, he's a little more athletic, he's a, he's a little more everything, and you know, like Anteros 78 says here. Um, you know, he is dead right. He hits really well against lefties. And, you know, the uh, the, the amount of, of solid go. left-handed pitching. There you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> the amount of solid left-handed pitching that the Jays are going to face this year. I mean, it, it's a really good pickup. And not just because I have his ball. To your point, one of those teams we were just talking about outside the Blue Jays, Lance Blake Snell. You need somebody to hit Blake Snell. And guess what? He's been facing Blake Snell for how many years now while he was I know. in L.A. and Snell was in the, uh, San Diego? Yeah, I know. Perfect. I'm actually wondering what his career stats looked like against him. Right? <laughs> against who, Blake Snell? Oh, yeah. Now, how I mean, I think, the, I think the biggest... 50, 60 times. <laughs> well, you would think, yeah. Well, especially the last year he was in LA, um, yeah. he wouldn't have faced him that much last year. But the last season or last two seasons, I think Snow was there for both of those. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he sort of fares against some of the big guys we've got over here now on this side, like the Garrett Coles and um, those guys. We um, should have saw some but, of him too. Yeah, playoffs even. Um, playoffs. I. I Again, I think it's a good. I think it's a good move. I think it's one of those things where you know where where the Jays needed to do something finally, and I think they probably saw this as a really good middle of the line. Um, you know, they're not setting the world on fire by by bricking up Brandon Belt 2.0. But from everything that I've seen, you know, Justin Turner has a couple of really great charities that he supports, and Ooh. I know when he was in LA, he That's was cool. a wildly popular player. And his teammates love him. Even when he was in Boston for that short time, it was one of those things that people were commonly talking about was what a great guy he was. Yeah. And to that point, I think there's some unsung hero part there for the Blue Jays too, because they needed somebody that, I hate using this reference, but it did work. Think when Josh Donaldson came in, the guys we let go, and then you brought in the put up or shut up types with him, Tulo, over the season, David Price, and what that turned into at the end of 2015, right? I'm not saying we were missing those people in this dugout right now, but it is a different leadership voice and at least bringing you what Brandon Belt brought in, right? right. I think there is right. a level of professionalism that Brandon Belt has that Justin Turner equally has and then some with those teams he played on with the Dodgers. For sure. He's got he's got so much experience. He's been in both on both sides of the league. He's been in every level of the playoffs. He's won the World Series. Like he there's not much he hasn't done in in professional baseball. And so to bring a guy in like that, where in any situation, you know, somebody like Bichette or, you know, even somebody younger can turn to him and say, Hey, what was this? You know, like it's it's bottom of the ninth, you know, one out, one on, you're facing, you know, uh, just a, a a deadly assassin on the mound you know what did you do to beat mm. this guy oh you know it's it's nice to have that sage piece of wisdom to be able to say you know and i don't know if you've ever noticed but justin turner is is a, a very intimidating dude when he comes to the dish he's stoic and he he looks angry 
And um, I mean, especially when he had the long hair, the long hair was even better. Um, yeah. I'm going to give he's, you he's, a comp here. Is, and I know he's not this player, but as far as a comp for personality and presence at the plate, he always reminded me of George Brett walking up to the plate. Yeah. I don't know what it yeah. is about it. It's just that just, I know I can beat you. He has that when he walks yeah. up to the plate. And I'm not just saying that because he has the monstrous red beard and I'm jealous. <laughs> so there's that. But I think there's something to that, to that point, that even that level of intensity could rub off on some of the guys around him. And as much as I love Brandon Bell, and I have always loved Brandon Bell, and I've said since the day he was a rookie, when I drafted him in one of my fantasy baseball leagues, as the random draft pick that you can keep for a minor league guy. I'm like, he's got a home run baseball name. I'm taking Brandon Belt <laughs> right now. Yeah. So I've loved Brandon Belt for a long time. Right now, to me, if you have those two on paper right next to each other, I would rather overpay to get what I'm getting out of Justin Turner and then rather than settling on Brandon Belt right now. If we're talking three or somebody crappier spring training doors open. And I still needed yeah. somebody. I'm going after Brandon Bell if Justin Turner was. And taken. no, no insult to a guy like Pilar or somebody like that who's out there and still available. I mean, that's where you're going to end up. You're going to end up spending ten on a guy like him. Uh, you know, on a on a Josh Donaldson or a. And there's a hundred of those guys around the league. I'm just naming off guys that we talked about last week. Like to yeah. pick up, you know, a guy of of Turner's ilk and Turner's, you know, pedigree. Um, and I mean, what's overpaying in this day and age, you know, like, I mean, really let's, it's let's one year. be real. It's difference like, I mean, between winning or not. Yeah. Who cares? Then it's nothing. I mean, you make that back in Justin Turner jerseys or, or maybe you can get some of the Otani ones that they playoffs. pre-made. Yeah. You, know, you play off one playoff game, you earn it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, I think we're going to, I think we're going to start to see a few more. What are we, uh, just a couple, just a month and a half away from spring training. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers in, in it's 40 days. 20, I, the Red Wings were saying here in town that the minor league games start in like 30 something days. So it's like 25 wow. and or so here that we report for pitchers and catchers. So it's like I said, we're within the month of having spring training baseball games. People and I mean, you know, that. and that's why yeah. tonight is the other flip is talk bold predictions. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll yeah, get I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the shoe's going to drop on some of these guys, but again, I feel like a guy like Cody Bellinger is asking for too much money. I think that's been the, that's the problem with a lot of these guys. I'm a little, a little surprised that a guy like Montgomery hasn't signed yet. Um, he, he may be asking for too much money, but there's something the weird about that. that the Orioles are sniffing around. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he'd be a good fit. He would be a good that fit makes there. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's... to that point, I'm sitting here going, seeing who we lost out on, and saying, why aren't we after Jordan Montgomery? But I think that right now, I think the Blue Jays think they're comfortable pitching wise because at the higher end, you now have Yay Rod as Gabriel Rodriguez that we've now coined him Yay Rod here on the show. Um, we got whatever the revenge story of Alec Manoa is going to be, and then you Jailbird. have the now top pitching prospect in baseball, Ricky Tiedemann teetering on the edge teetering yeah, so on the edge three... teetermenning on the edge yeah correct so right now you have three starters that are going to come to spring training and i it's going to be the thunderdome man they're just going to beat the shit out of each other for that job and one of them only one of them can walk out with it 
I don't know how much, um, you know, I don't know how much spring training you get down there in, in Buffalo, but, um, it's, I think that, that, that they were just talking about on sports, that they're going to have more games than ever. And they're going to have more than this than ever, more coverage than ever. And I, I think you're dead, right? I think Manoa and Tiedemann put this sort of weird, you know, like outsiders vibe onto this now. Cause you've got like the yeah, young, no. who knows what's going to show up. <laughs> well, and if, if, if Manoa's jailhouse workout is anything like what we're actually going to see and and if he actually, you know, has his head even mediocrely put on straight. I mean, he's going, there's going to be no joke about the revenge tour. Like he is going to want to shut everyone up, including most Blue Jays fans, uh, media, uh, brass, and he's going to want out at some point. And if he can explode this season and come out of the gate and just rip, then what is his, let's just for one minute, think about his value. If he comes out of the gate red hot and, everyone's like, you know, what was wrong? I just had to go away and get my head straight. I just had to do this. And now he's back and he's a flamethrower. <laughs> What's that? I had the yips. I yeah. The yips. I was, um, what was the golfer that, that took like 10 years off and came back and then won? Like, I mean, it Daly. happens. John Casey. John Casey, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But uh, Daily. And then um, just even look at that. Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw the ball to second base for the Yankees for how many years? <laughs> Yeah, so, I know. But to that point, um, and I coined Eric Rosenhack, our regular on this show, for the aptly naming what he's hoping is the revenge tour. I love that term. I'm so glad he thought of it. I'm happy to make sure I send his praise to that because I really he's pissed. He's angry. He's hungry. And we already knew he was a driven individual before that. So I'm I'm honestly looking very forward to his first spring training tar- start because I just I'm expecting him to have done the work. I really think yeah. he would have. He doesn't strike me as that kind of person, regardless of what weird thing happened last year and how it happened. I don't even give a shit whose fault it is anymore. Come in ready to spring and just deal. And then you'll be able to yeah, he'll do be, whatever he'll be you one want the two. Blue Jays uniform and get the deal you want. Or you now have the Blue Jays are happy to trade you and get what your value is actually yes. worth. And, and, and you'll get to go one of the other life. Yeah, it'll be one or the other. He's either going to be wildly appreciative that the fans stuck with him and the people stuck with him because they didn't really turn on him. And when he came back for that one game, they were going nuts. It's all they were talking about. They wanted him to win. So they wanted him to him. do well. Right. And and so it's either going to go one way or the other. And, and I mean, I hope, honestly, I hope for his sake, I hope that he comes right out of the gate like a bull. And then we get two months into the season and we can make a decision. Jays can make a decision like you're either going to be a hero here for the year one of the like he would go down if he could take the Jays if the Jays could get into the playoffs and have a run with the Manoa comeback to her I mean it would be the he'd be up there with Joe Carter and others like, um, Correct. oh and uh we just had one come in Craig uh from TEB TEB photography yep, best pictures it. in the business um Kevin Pillar was not <laughs> cut from the Atlanta Braves Kevin Pillar is a unrestricted free agent he was not, not signed by the Braves. He had a one-year deal, um, and I mean, he's the kind of guy that 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 may show up somewhere. He seems to he seems to be a very serviceable dude, and he'll probably end up on the like a team that has money that we're going to do something with, similar to Justin Turner. Fourth outfielder. Uh, yeah, as a fourth outfielder, as a guy who can get on base, he can probably still steal you a base or two at. You know, he's. I think he's in his, his early thirties. Solid defense. 
is what a fourth outfielder is usually known for. And you know what you're getting for Kevin Pillar, a.k.a. Superman from Blue Jay fandom in the uh, 2015-16 era. era. Um, Do you want me to throw out my first bold prediction in 2015-16 a la fun here? Yes, I do. (laughs) I don't think Josh Donaldson signs with anybody. I don't what think, do you think he goes in place in Japan. I think he will not be a major leaguer, or is somebody's going to only throw him a flyer on a minor league contract? I really, hmm. really am getting. I don't a weird think he take a minor This league. is not me basing it on anything. It's a gut feeling, and it's mostly. Now, what do you think about the, this? Uh, if anybody hasn't read into it, it's the fiasco with him and Roddy Telez at the end of Milwaukee season last year. That is the story with Donaldson, unfortunately, that is known yeah. throughout Major League Baseball. And do they want that on their team right now Nice guy, at dickhead. his age? Nice guy versus dickhead. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it, for and a I guy. I loved him with 2015. It was the exact kick in the ass. <laughs> but but for now. a guy who's really, He's not the, like Josh Donaldson, let's let's be honest, Josh Donaldson hasn't done much, right? He's never, never won a contract. World Series, has he? No, and, and nope. I mean he he's a he's a good baseball player. I gotta give him he was drafted as a catcher, brought up as a catcher, turned into a third baseman, stud. So I'll give you that, Josh. But we got to a point with Josh Donaldson where the ego was so big that it could barely take the 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 left end of the dugout to hold him within it. And then he goes other places and they're like, Whoa, 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 weren't you great in Toronto? And how are you such garbo now? And then he was like, you know, like it's it's if you cannot if you cannot accept the fact that as you get older, look at Joey Votto. Joey Votto is growing older like a really nice red wine. Like you always want to have him around. You know, you can give him to a friend in a pinch. Like, I mean, he's a great dude. And he is a cocky guy, but he's cocky in a much different way. And he always, like if he, you know, if he faked a ball to a fan or if he did anything for the show of it, he always made up for it by going back and signing a batter's glove and giving it to the fan or the kid or whatever, because he was like that. But Donaldson was never like that as far as, like I know people that have met him and met him at Jays games and after Jays games, and he was he just wasn't a very nice guy. Um, so it's it's one of those things where, I mean, you know, it's tough. I like I said, I it, it's this isn't the Edwin Encarnacion getting another shot. This isn't the Jose Bautista getting another shot. No, um, I I'm like I said, I'm if I'm Josh Donaldson, I know I'm not. I really I wouldn't think I'm gonna get that crazy contract. I think it looks something, not even like Justin Turner here. I think he's scraping the bottom barrel with. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The $10 million deal as a high, and I don't think he'll take that. I really just don't think it's going to happen for him. I have a, like I said, as much as I'd love to see him DH somewhere, I don't, I don't see it lining up with any teams with the current mantra, unless he gets a job with like the Reds or something. And I don't think they're going to take a chance on an old guy. They're going to look nope. for their young flyers to run in because they still have an insane amount of young prospects. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, <laughs> if you look around the league at some of the teams that are, are a little bit have naughty, like the Pittsburgh Pirates or, um, you know, Milwaukee. I mean, you know, but Milwaukee tried it with him and, and it, they couldn't even make it work. So, I mean, where does he go? They ended up it's, trading it's them Do you want my, my first big, and hopefully we can go back at some point, you know, like, so I'm going to make a prediction at the halfway yep. point of the season. So let's call it the all-star break. The player that is leading the major leagues in home runs will be Vladdy Guerrero Jr. He will be the home run leader. People that would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's. Did did you you see what his projections look like? Well, you know what, Craig, I I I like to think of I like to think that I do know the game pretty well. I, I I I I've often thought to myself, even last year, I couldn't quite put my finger on what was wrong with Vladdy. I couldn't tell if he was just tired. I couldn't tell if he was just complacent. I couldn't tell if he was really struggling because he never really wore any of it until the very end of the year and then he started wearing it then he was like shit i can't hit anything that's tumbling out of the strike zone i can't hit anything that's that's doing this i and the pitchers know it now it was the serrano he was he was serrano the dish that you throw it in the zone he's gonna mash it you throw it around it he's gonna strike out and so but i think and and you know i've i've been watching a lot in the offseason even though there hasn't been a lot going on and one of the things that they showed from from Vladdy down in the DR was that that was one of the main things they were working on. They brought off-speed junk pitchers, curve, big curves, big cutters, and that's what he's working on. And if you watch that video where he's hitting the balls out of the stadium, the two that he hits are not fastballs. They're they're massive cutting balls across the plate that he's waiting on. And it's the it's similar to like when Bichette had to train train himself to to change from the single toe tap to a, a different stance to start hitting off speed pitches. And it's ironic that Justin Turner would be becoming a Blue Jay because he's the first guy that really made that extended toe tap when he saw a different pitch coming. He would actually change the taps that he had at the plate and adjust to that to that swing. And yeah. I mean, it's what changed a whole bunch of, I mean, it changed Bo, it changed Acuna, it changed all Aaron judge. Aaron judge talks about it in a couple of videos where it changed for Turner and guys like Bichette started using it. And, and guys like um, judge said, I got to start using this because I can't hit the ball out every single time. So when I do hit it inside the park, I want to hit it with somebody. I don't have to try and run to second. I can walk there. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's ironic. It's a circle of life. 
Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point because in those videos you can notice that he's tweaked just enough little things that it looks like he's get loading up and getting to the ball right. So I agree with you that it, that I think we're going to get the Vladdy Vicious return to her. I really think that's the other one we're going to get. Um, I, I think, think American Jays should a- be worried for this season because because the other here's the other ulterior motive. I think the Blue Jays are unfortunately going to call him out during this arbitration hearing, and he ain't going to like it. So if he wants well, to hit the free agent he's, market, he's, he's going to see that as even more motivation to either sort of ask the Blue Jays for a shit ton of money. He's he's okay with criticism. He's he's experienced it before. Like when they were moving him, um, he was you know they were moving him from third to first. He was taking a lot of heat for his defense at three and at one. And he openly said he's like. Guys, I'm trying to get better here. They're moving me to a different position. I'm still trying to hit home run, runs at the dish. I got a million things going on in my bean. Yep. Just, you know, bear with me. And I feel like he's going to go into the arbitration confidently. But I feel like Vladdy's the kind of guy that when they say to him, you know, Vladdy, you're supposed to be the best hitter in baseball and you hit like shit. You know, so, you preach while I pour another beer. Oh, there you go. Sam Adams. I love those new Sam Adams commercials, by we the way. I had a stash of Oktoberfest still. I don't know how that happened. My cousin <laughs> from Boston. Right hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, My it's... You know, Boston. I we just like, got that guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I think Turner. the big thing with, with, you know, and this speaks again to the addition of Turner. And, um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that can help the whole team. Like, I'm going to put this up from Frank. Frank, thanks for the comment. But, in there. you know, like, <laughs> what, what does Varsho need to be successful in the play? I mean, it's an interesting thing to say, Frank, because Varsho is a very good hitter. It's it's not it's not a success at the plate. Like I, I don't have the numbers up right now, but I don't think he probably hit all that terribly last year. It's just we were expecting a lot more. Our expectations of Varsho were very high. And, Craig, I'm hoping you can pull it up while I tap dance here. The big thing for Dalton Varsho is Dalton Varsho is not a big guy. He's not a tall guy. He's not going to extend his arms and hit balls out of the park on the other side. He's not Aaron Judge. He's he's a stump. And so what he needs to do is more the, the more balls he can get deep on the plate. So Varsho needs to let the ball travel on the plate and start picking the ball off the back of the plate like Bo Bichette does so well. Um and again, Justin Turner does this really, he's one of the best in the business. So when you talk about something like Frank, that, that Frank, and thank you for that, it's a great comment and it's a great talking piece, especially, is a guy like JT, if he can if he can show Bichette or if these guys can mold their swing of it, just imagine if he's right there sitting with Varsho in spring training and they're like, how do you hit this thing off the back of the plate? It's the hardest thing you can possibly do is let a ball travel and have your hands be fast enough with strength to get to it and drive it somewhere because you're not going to hit that ball for a home run. Bobachet knows that when he's being challenged by a pitcher, the chances of him hitting a home run are much lessened. But he has turned into a very smart, very selective hitter, and he puts that ball into play in a place where people can't get it. I mean, Springer's made his whole career out of it. Springer hits the ball off the back of the dish almost all the time, and the thing that it does pitchers and this is what will start to happen to Varsho this year is if he displays an ability to take that curveball spinning any kind of spinning ball off the back of the plate and hit it hard somewhere pitchers then have to start to pitch into his zone so I assume Varsho's zone is probably low because he's a smaller guy so anything you throw to him low 
but is, is it high? Is that <laughs> oh, what it is? It, These are honestly, there's some things here that I, I, I'm starting to think my theory of his swing might be right. So Frank, maybe I have the answer here, but then again, I am not a Blue Jays pitching hitting coach. So <laughs> I just drink beer and have a podcast. So um, I'm looking at his baseball savant page. And what I was kind of curious about was what pitches he hits hard, what he doesn't hit at all. And I always thought watching him at the end of last season, especially, I don't think he's starting his swing early enough. I think he right. gets to the point where he ends up choking and having to just throw the <laughs> ball at, or throw the bat at the ball. And funny enough, other than across the board, he hit pitches shittier last year. It doesn't matter what pitch. They were completely low in his career. I know, I know it's a short career. Yeah. It's not like he's been playing in the majors for a million years. But um, you look at what is hard percentage contact rating against certain pitches. Last three seasons, he's destroyed off speed. Destroyed. He's made 66% hard contact on slurves, curveballs, splitters. Over the last three seasons. Meanwhile, you go all the way down the list with his seasons and pitch type, and you get to where the four seamers are. He's only hitting four seamers 30% of the time hard in the last and season, remember, where that was down from 50% the year before. So to me, that's and it's not so interesting because remember Schneider, when Schneider mm -hmm. came up, no one had a book on him. So he was hitting everything. And then when they started getting a book on him, what couldn't he hit? Two and four seamers up, you know, above his belt, thrown hard. And then he started to adapt to it. So it's I really do feel like that that Justin Turner is going to be more than just an acquisition that plays baseball. And I mean, I know, you know, we ironically said this about Kevin Kiermeyer last year. Yes, 100 percent. And and I don't think the Jays would have traded. I am that good because Frank agrees with me. There you go, Frank the Tank. Um, you know, it's so thanks. It's, thanks. Big, Appreciate it. <laughs> the big thing is, you know, I think that that JT um, starts to change the way that this team looks. Um, you know, whether it's the, you know, I, I, I was uh, my my one son is a Dodgers fan, and if you guys watch the Dodgers, they were very similar to the look of the Yankees. They were cleaner cut. There was a couple of guys that, you know, sort of looked like hillbillies, but not really. And then in those years when they just could not miss the World Series, I mean, they didn't win. They only won one, but they started getting more raggedy the entire way through. Like, look at Kyle Seeger when he was a, a Dodger versus now. I mean, he looks like a choir boy and he looked Same like day. he might take your wallet back then. But, you know, I digress. Maybe it's just I me. I want my team to look like the 1993 Phillies. Yeah, or uh, all just look like John Crock, all of them, like like the whole team of John Crock. Um, but it's it's one of those things where where if you start to gain that, and, and you know, we had a lot of comments last year about the jacket going and them wanting to be more serious and all that other. I think that that one of the things that that we will see happen is I think we'll see more of that fun stuff come back. I think we'll see more of like I know that Springer and some other guys are going to have some influence on that, and I think that you know it's going to be one of those things where where the Jays have to start to establish some sort of an ID with these kids. Like Bo Bichette is the most soft-spoken, quietest, calmest dude. Like I saw him at the UFC, and he's like, 
go Jays. And you're like, oh my God, like that's your actual voice. Like I thought you were doing Yeah. And so, but maybe that's what they do. Like maybe they, you know, like, like Kiermaier is so far out there and Springer's so far out there and Vladdy's out there. I mean, you know, you need that grounding. I, and I think they got a gas. I think they got to gas the translator for Vladdy at this point. Like I think Vladdy completely understands what's being said to him. So, I mean, if, it's oh, making sure he says something proper is the, is the reason he has an you know, interpreter. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. But, you know, I think that, yeah. that, that you know, I'd like to see the identities of the team split into its groups. Like, I'd love to see the whole pitching core of an identity. And so if the starters are these, you know, if they're part of this Manoa Vengeance Tour, then they're all in. You know, like like when he's pitching, maybe they all wear his number or they all put on a fake beard or, you know, just fun stuff like the that. Where we're missing. What's that? Where's the pit bull the Blue Jays are missing? Yeah. They need yeah. somebody that has that. And, and and maybe it's just me. I love the fact that Manoa gets into the game more than any pitcher I have ever seen in Major yeah. League Baseball. Marcus Stroman. I, I think that goes to a lot of the, the dugout culture and having the right culture. I don't – to me, I could have a team of horrible players as long as they click and get things done – the teams as well. And you can look at just enough teams over Major League Baseball histories. You can't say that the Angels, the year they won the World Series with Tim Salmon and everybody, that they were the best team in baseball. Nope. That, that was a Cinderella story, and it was all about the rally monkey. The culture yeah. around the team had it going, man. So there is something to say that. And to that point there, I think, is in the midst of what you get with Justin Turner a little bit. Somebody that yeah. can be diehard serious when you need him to be. But you see the pictures that I – I was just trying to find a picture to put on tonight's show in our little, you know, thing. And I found so many goofball pictures I wish I could have used first. <laughs> that would have been more fun than the one I did find. Well, but and I think point, that – I think there – I think it shows to the level that him and George Springer are going to click really well. And then it just goes infectiously. Well, and I mean, you, you've got the three – you've got the three sort of elder statement in Kiermaier – um, uh, Springer and now JT. I mean, Belt probably played into that a little bit, but as far as you know, as far as I know, he's a bit of an odd duck. Um, you know, and I think that that what some of these guys like, I feel like, and and all of the talk about Dalton Varsho is that the guy just eats, sleeps, and poops baseball. Like he just he's a baseball nerd. He's a baseball nut. Like it's all that he does. It's all he's ever done. It's all he cares about. The whole thing. And so. For him to be sort of in that grouping and to be able to 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 sit down and talk with a guy like Justin Turner and just be like, you know, what was it like to win the World Series? What was it like to to hit four home runs in the you know in the ALDS? Like, I mean, just all of these things. And you know, it, it helps Bo, it helps Vladdy, it helps Biggio, it helps it helps them all. It it, it really helps the guys from right. Buffalo when they come up because oh, 100%. You know, it's, it's a he's a wealth of knowledge. So other than the fact that I think we have a number one, a new number one fan here from Frank loving the Phillies <laughs> comment. <laughs> I want to point out funny enough, something from around that time frame here that I think is the thing we talked about that this team was missing over the last couple of years. And you and I talked about a few weeks ago, we were missing that elder statesman guy who was going to take this team over the top when the blue Jays won in 1992, that was Dave Winfield. If you look at then and you look at now, Dave Winfield was 40 that year he played for the Blue Jays. And just to throw this stat line out and see if it sounds like anybody else that we were talking about. And I just, I'm amazed that honestly he won a silver slugger for this because 
you know, leading into the steroid era, right? <laughs> um, 290, 108 RBIs, 26 home runs, 33 doubles. Outside of the batting average and a few extra home runs, that's Justin Turner's stats. Yeah. Although, and I mean, the Dave Winfield with a red beard would have been quite a look, too, with a big, bushy red beard. Um, but, oh, God, that's like I mean, a sick of the college right there, my friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, I think that the big thing is, and, and it's 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 nice to be able to kick this around for a little bit and just sort of, you know, not have to worry. I mean, bold predictions, we can talk bold predictions anytime up to the very start. Like, I mean, you know, the I've probably got a few other, I don't, I don't think the Orioles are going to come out of the gate as well as they did last year. Um, I think they're going to see some of that more slump. Yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like there's some teams that are really on the cusp of, of tearing up baseball, like the Reds, the Pirates, so we may start to see some teams that are non, you know, for the last number of years, traditionally haven't been up there in the standings. Uh, I also uh, am going to go out on a limb and say that Otani's first month is excellent, and then he really slumps. Um, I feel like he's going to get into a, a situation where he's just not, he's, he's got a lot on his shoulders and he's just not able to hit the ball as well as they hope. I don't think that he's in shape uh, He's in good enough shape to be lagging out doubles and triples and stuff where he was before. And um, I feel like the pitching was keeping him in, in the best shape he was in and him not being able to pitch is probably going to hurt him a bit. But correct. But being able to actually focus on just hitting. <laughs> could be knows? part of that too, right? So and well, you just let, got let me throw a major league ones at you. And then we'll talk Blue Jays bowl predictions here to wrap up the show. And then I have a stupid thing I want to just pull some blue or some old baseball bloopers out of the freaking YouTube reel here and have, have us talk it out a little bit. <laughs> so, um, step one, Matt Olson for the Atlanta Braves, forty home runs. Hmm? I don't think he hits fifty again. I, I, mean, I think he peaked last year. He was. Yeah, a, I, I mean, he was obscene. I, I, and and who knew? Like half, we got halfway through the season, and somebody was like, "Who's this Matt Olson guy?" And you're like, "Oh God, he hit another two. Like it was it was like it, it was Matt crazy." Olson last year was Jose Bautista's 51 home run year, right? He's yeah. not going to do that again. Nobody's going to pitch him the so. way he did this year. I will be shocked if he hits 40. I'm thinking 36. Matt Olson, 36 well, home a- runs is my prediction. <laughs> Which, they by the way, we offset in a plethora of RBIs. But, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's it. You know, the, it, it, they were, the Braves are a murderer's row, though. So someone from the Braves is going to make up those pitches that they don't throw to to Acuna and that they don't throw to to the other murderers on the team. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so somebody's going to make up those. The, the Braves are going to be a, a great team this year. Holy Moses. Anyways, right. um, okay, I'm, I got one. I, I don't have any from MLB baseball. I got one more that I can pull, pull sort of. Um, I feel like the uh, my bold prediction is that um, the Reds are going to make the playoffs this year. Your MLB prediction, huh? <laughs> yep. Is that another one? I, honestly, that is a safe bet because I. You look at their top prospects; they're insane. 
You know, they're not like mm-hmm. the Blue Jays who and they've got you know, guys that haven't even scratched a search yet. Sneaks it into the hundred, right? <laughs> yeah, they've got so. guys that haven't even played. They've got three or four guys that are, they're going right. to come up this year. I've seen them. They're going to play this year. We're going to be like, where were they hiding all these dudes? Like, it's pretty crazy. And then you look at their their farm team has been terrible. Like, how do they have such good guys on their farm team so bad? Anyways. Yeah, which is the exact opposite of what you get when the San Diego Padres were as good as they were for so long, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah. well, I mean, as far as their minor league teams, they won from, like, 2018 in the play in the minor leagues with the El Paso Chihuahuas and were in the championship game for, like, five years because you had Tatis and all these guys coming through. And yeah. you would assume that that major league team was going to translate to that. But to that, to that point, I'm in the, if I'm the San Diego Padres management, I'm almost in the burn it down itself. And they haven't figured that idea. Well, that's yeah. almost, I what still doing, don't right? think they know what to do in that management of trade it all or sell it or bring it back or whatever. And I think they're trying to do what the blue Jays try to do for a short term. there, try to reload and compete at the same time. And, that's not how this works. Yeah. I mean, this no game one's going to take Machado. Fickle and evil. Yeah. No one's going to take Machado, though. I mean, he's a giant anchor around their their third base leg. You know, uh, they got rid of they got rid of uh, uh, they got rid of Soda, and it looks yeah. like they're going to get rid of Snell. Like, I mean, that is you know the beginning of wholesale. So, I mean, it's. You know, I don't know if they'll burn it down because San Diego has an incredible fan base. Like, big ups. To, I've known people that have gone to those games. And game 68, game 128, the place is packed. And, I mean, it's beautiful weather and it's a gorgeous stadium. So, I mean, they've got that going for them. But even when they're not playing yeah, well, the fans come out in droves. And, you know, it's one of those things where, where you know, if they can even get a few guys there, they can probably challenge again. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems like every time they were set to challenge, something happened. And wrench. It, it, it they had a it didn't have a great team culture as far as I ever saw. You know, it was a lot of a lot of uh, you know machismo and a lot of other stuff like that. And then you know Tatis gets nailed with the roids, and from that point on, they were never really the same. So I mean, you know, do you burn it down? Like I mean, there's going to be some guys that are coming available in the next three years. That are team changers, you know. There's guys that are on minor and right now deals, or on short deals, young guys for top prospects, yeah. and have it all just whoosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. What that's is my MLB franchise mode suggestion right there for you? So my, yeah, I want to get one Blue Jay prediction out of you, and here is my yeah. first Blue Jays prediction: Kevin Gossman actually wins the Cy Young this year. Ooh, I like that one. He was number so three. I, I should pencil. He wasn't a distant three. So that, that's my thought. And to that point, like I said, this is the way too early. Oh, my God. Pick something. You actually ended up being right on one of these in the past year. Oh, really? <laughs> so, what was it? I can't remember what it was. What was it? You threw something last year in the same oh, time well, frame that you ended up being right on. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I talk out of my ass so much. I probably can't. uh Unless we were to go back into the archives. We're going to have to go to the tape. I'm going to get to get one of those flags from those commercials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's go to the tape. The, and here's my other, here's my other, uh, here's my other bold prediction. Uh, Davis Schneider makes the starting uh, lineup for the Toronto Blue Jays this year. As I'm a player, not as a bench player. 
Two B. Second base. base. There you go. As, uh, <laughs> as they used to say in the game show world, we'll be back in two and two. Um, yeah, there it is. That's my bold prediction. So yeah. there it is. Rather than doing so, is there any other Blue Jay stuff you would like to talk out before I literally have our fun way of ending the show here? No, let's end it. I mean, if I talk about Solaire one okay. more time, I'm going to punch myself in the face. That doesn't exist until it happens now. So I got to do one thing because I haven't shown you this yet. So this guy is from a gentleman online named Canadian Gamer. This is actually 3D printed. I don't know if you can see it, but it's actually raised up. It's awesome. It's plastic. So cool. cool. I told him uh, when I uh, reviewed his stuff, I'd put it on our show today. So Blue Jays fans, if you have any cool garb you would like to you know, market on our show, feel free to throw it our direction. We'll make sure we uh, share it with the fan base here. Um, so the next thing was yeah. I wanted to, I've been, I'm now that like bills have been knocked out of the football thing and, you know, you still got your 49ers. I've been, you know, seeking solace in old baseball, uh, highlights and collecting baseball cards again, because like I said, it's just, I needed a real baseball thing. <laughs> so I ended up been diving through and I forgot about this, uh, highlight. But this is right from MLB.com. So nobody do any of your terrible copyright stuff. I'm giving the credit like I'm supposed to do. But have you seen this David Pulse video where he fouls balls into the <laughs> repeatedly? <laughs> oh, so yeah. We're just going to let this play for a second here and chit chat. But have you ever been in the dugout, Jason, with anything this weird with any of the kids or anything? So for the baseball fan that hasn't seen this, uh, David Hulse just basically keeps attacking the Angels, you know, dugout with foul balls. <laughs> so there was number one. Just saw it there. <laughs> Have you seen this Doesn't one? Doesn't he day? hit like uh, 15 Jason? or something ridiculous? He hits like uh, four so ball balls. I do have a good story. <laughs> yeah, I have a great dugout story. So when we were in the Provincials, the team that's above me that we won the Provincials with at 9-10s for Little League for Lynn Valley, um, we were in the semifinals, and the way that the, the way that Little League works is you have to hit everybody. If they're on your roster, they have to play yep. six innings of defense, and they have to hit. And so we were coming up to a point in this game. Um, we were uh, we were tied 2-2, and uh, Braden Lawson, um, who was a real star on our team, big hitter, hit a lot of home runs, and um, great ball player. His dad, James, a great guy regular listener three. of the podcast which is ironic <laughs> that i was able to talk about this so Braden is sick sick like a monkey on the bench like throwing up he's not doing well and he has to hit and we That's know horrible. he does and so we were you know we give him as much time as we can give him and we're like Braden, you got to go up buddy and so he's one of our home runner hitters and they've, they've they haven't seen that he's been sitting over there doing that so we bunted him he had never bunted in any kind of like he'd done it in practice. He bunts, he gets gets on, we pinch run for him, and he was the winning run. And it was the greatest bunt in in Little League that I'd ever seen. It sat and spun like six feet away from home plate while he ran down to first. It was amazing, incredible. So shout out to to B Money Lawson. There it is. So I don't know. So right now, just to, because I paused the video because that was a great story you had there. I didn't want to interrupt it. So at this point in the video, he's hit the ball into that far corner down the third baseline of the Angels dugout three times. 
This is now the cop got already hit. The one bullpen guy or whatever that was hanging out the one end has literally went and grabbed his glove, came back and sat, sat all huddled with his knees and everything, <laughs> trying to protect himself with a baseball glove. And then the third one came in and the whole team just, just picks up from that side of the dugout and walks all the way to the other side. So they're just they've literally relocated at this point. And he's not done. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the most freak things because the other catch on this too is I don't know how he kept following these pitches off because the Angels pitcher is throwing the ball inside, outside, all over the place. And there would be number four into the vacant area of the dugout. It's one of the stupidest things that you can see. They're all dying laughing, including David Hulse, who's hitting the damn ball over there. He hits every one in that far corner where you're watching it go in that video. It's obscene i don't understand how it works because like i said it'd be one thing if he was throwing all outside pitches inside pitches and then finally grounds out because he had to been laughing way too hard at that point but like i said i've been oh, just it's, it's stumbling on to stupid things like this and can you imagine sitting in the dugout and witnessing this and just dying laughing is all i can think be of because first off you know you already watched a security guard get bumped yeah, yeah. I think it's reminiscent of. If, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody get a hot foot or a, bu a bubble balloon on their head. I mean, it's the same thing. Like whenever that happens, I'm just like, like, that why guy. is baseball so awesome? That's why. Because a guy can blow a bubble and put it on another man's head, and that man can look like an idiot for four innings. And you know, it, it's it's just stuff like that. And uh, who was the guy who ran into the fence and then they put the tape around him. Uh, it was a Dodger that ran into the fence and then uh, Mookie Betts and, and Bellinger taped his body line around the. Um, I think that was the last year. Carl Crawford was a major league baseball player. Yeah. So, I mean, it you might know, have it's, been Carl Crawford. we could end this show with, with a blooper like that. I mean, there, I don't know if there's a sport that has more of them than baseball. The ran. Johnson. It was just the the um, the uh, anniversary of the Randy Johnson one. And then, did you see read the thing? And he, I mean, he's probably kidding, but he keeps a box of baseballs by his bed instead of a gun, and some in case somebody breaks into the house. And he actually—that's a quote I, from him. A hundred percent a quote from him, and it was a quote from a newspaper back when, when he was still like it was his second or third year with the the Mariners at that point. And I think it's funny you bring that up because I actually found a. Kind of one of, so I've been, as you know, I've been going through my old baseball cards and stuff, and I actually found a moderate level of a Grail card the other day. I found one of his first Mariners cards hmm. ever the other day, and That's I was shocked. Pajama shirt. But then I actually did find a Holy Grail card. I'm, and this one even blew my brain because I didn't even know I collected any of these. I had one of Derek Jeter's weird Gulf Coast League rookie cards. Hmm. <laughs> it almost looks wow. like him. Keyword almost. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I'm just gonna Incredible. say from that swing, it might have been a miss. Chair, <laughs> eh, what do they say? Sword. Fishing. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I didn't even know I collected whatever classic best. I had no idea I had this, but I stumbled onto a Kenny Lofton Astros rookie card the other day, and then that that mirrors uh Randy Johnson. That I have no idea I had him because these are just the things that get buried in a baseball card box. Um, but it was about that time when he came over to the Mariners that that article came out. It was an old newspaper clipping I saw actually on Twitter the other day. Yeah. To your point. 
Randy Johnson doesn't keep a gun next to his bed. He keeps baseballs. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so maybe All right, brother. If, you, if you liked doing that, maybe that's a fun way to end the show is a baseball culture thing. Why Could not? Why not? We'll you take... could have spun that Randy Johnson thing to the old Geico commercials. Do you ever see that one? Yeah. Where um, it goes, is playing, they're playing, uh, getting in a snowball feat or fight with uh, Randy Johnson a bad idea. And then they cut to this guy that's like missing a big part of his down comforter jacket, missing. Yeah. Randy Johnson's stumble goes over to him and goes, Hey, are you all right? Yeah. Then he looks over. You think anybody's going to, you know, worry about that? And they cut to where the garage door was and there's a snowball embedded in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's right away. So good perfect stuff but i like that idea so but anyway if there's anything that's where i'm at like i said i just want to find a fun way to end the show every week and baseball bloopers don't get much more fun than that nope so all right well on that note blue jays fans i am craig Bourne. this has been jason lyons with you this evening on jaybird watching we are here as the toronto blue jays barroom chat as the official podcast of jaysjournal.com part of fanside network Make sure you join the conversation with us every week. I am so happy that we got so many people, fe- you know, feeding through from Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it, Instagram and whatnot this evening. I'm very happy to that point. I'm still working on getting us live on TikTok, but their stupid subscription things are giving us problems. So if you happen to be listening, please go over to Twitter or TikTok and subscribe to us as soon as I have yes, 100 please. listeners on there and followers. Yeah. We are 100% going to be able to be live on that platform as well. Right now, I need Tell 100 followers. We just started. Yeah, friends, join join this. We are here. We want to chat. We are literally the whole motivation here is to talk to Blue Jays fans every week. So please join us and talk. And honestly, to that point, Jason, you and I have talked. We are happy even to have you on the show if you're somebody like Frank that keeps bothering us. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we bring you into the show, and uh, we'll get chit chat. Um, and we are live every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, unless we completely tell you different. Yes, I know today's Tuesday, but I had to take a sick day yesterday. I apologize. Um, so we'll be back next Monday, hopefully. And we are only 23 days, Jason, away from spring training. I found that number while we were Googling goofing around. So that close. Until then, make sure you listen to us on live shows and wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from. We are here. We are the Jaybird Watching Podcast. And typical sign-off time, I think, buddy. One, two, three. Let's go, Blue Jays. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.